BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, everybody. This is Crank, also known as the White John Coffee. When I'm not busy servicing my four or cleaning up after my four tax deductions, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast, and so should you. Don't forget to support his sponsors, because hey, let's face it, the guy's not that talented, and he needs all the help he can get. Thank you. Thank you. Doesn't sound like you're reading at all. Welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Unbelievable. Here we go. Uh, I don't know what's unbelievable. I don't know. I think every day is unbelievable, frankly. Uh, wow. The 19th of January, 2022. Plenty of things to talk about. Plenty of things to get to. And we're going to, un- we're going to unpack them. That's like on my laundry list of things that people say these days because other people say them. Yeah, we're going to unpack this. I, I do it too from time to time, but it, I don't know. Sometimes I cringe. I'm going to unpack this. We're going to take a deep dive. <clears throat> well, this is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Uh, never at a shortage of personal adventures. There's always something going on in the personal adventure realm of the Eric St. Show podcast. Uh, thank you for being here. It is live. The show happens live each and every morning at 8 a.m. Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. You can catch it on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live, E-R-I-C-Z-A-N-E Live, Eric Zane Live. Uh, If you're getting the podcast later on in the day, the audio version, thank you very much. You can download it wherever you download podcasts or at ericzaneshow.com. But if you would, while you're listening to that, if you could quickly bop on over to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live and hit the follow button, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, leave us a review. Leave leave us, like, like there's more than one person here. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I would appreciate a review. Um, I want to say 
I always feel a little bad saying, give me five stars. But I, I can't do that. Give me what I deserve. Give me what I deserve. Uh, five stars does help. It helps the most. If you subscribe to the audio podcast, throw me five stars and review it. You know, it helps Eric's psyche. It helps my fragile ego that is always being batted around like a fucking tennis ball. Uh, okay. Make sure my phone is on, not on do not disturb and that the ringer is on. Please don't take advantage of that. Jason Schaefer or anyone else, because, uh, I actually, I am uh, caring for my patient. Nurse Eric is uh, hard at work. I might have to um, go down there, downstairs, to check on the NFK. More on that in a second. Actually, I'll start with this. Diana says to me, um, she goes, well, you know, by the way, I'm going to the hockey game Saturday. I go, no, no, you're not. Why? I go, there is no way anyone is leaving your brother alone. And, and you'll see why when uh, I give you the ins and outs of yesterday. And she's like, she can't believe it. I go, no. I go, if you decide to go to the hockey game, then I'm going to call the hockey team and tell them I cannot do the hockey game so that I can take care of your brother. She goes, well, you can't do that. I go, no kidding. No, you can't leave him alone. Just been in the hospital for three and a half days. Well, actually, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, three and a half days. Wait, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So four days. He, he, he's not going to be just hanging out here fine. There's a long road to recovery. I'll get into that in a second. But uh, um, reminder that, uh, damn it, I just smacked my lips again. Shit. Got to get out of that habit. I can hear it. I just beat up Ryan Seacrest on Carl's show about that. Um, Dear Meathead happens in a little bit. I do have questions from several of you. I appreciate that. Let's see. In fact, uh, John R. Adam the Odd. Rob V. Aram. Thank you. In the last uh, 24 hours, you've sent me an email with a question for my dad. Uh, also, I believe there is one from Nate. Yes. Nate sent one too. Thank you, Nate. But if you have one for dad, the more the merrier. I can always stockpile them for next week. So send them along. Eric at ericzangshow.com. Okay. JDB3304 says, take Kevin to the game. That is not happening. He doesn't feel well. Chris K says, going to circle back and unpack this deep dive. I said circle back before Jen Psaki did. I think I said that quite a bit. Back in the day on the radio. You know, if I don't say circle back, I'll say something else that somebody will pick up on. But everybody has verbal crutches. 
But I don't know. I don't like deep dive and unpack. But I'll still probably use them when in need. When I'm when I'm sitting here doing stream of conscious discussion. Uh, I have a volunteer sexy voice. Andrea says I'll come over and watch Kevy so Diana can go to the game. No, thank you. I appreciate your uh, support, but no. Stay the fuck away from the house. No. We have it. Appreciate your help. Uh, yesterday, the pod, it seems like an, like an eternity ago. podcast ended and uh i got all my uh things done i got the patreon done i posted it and i got i i tried to get this done as quickly as possible so that i could get out of the house and pick up the replacement chair the one lift chair that i got yesterday i told you about because of covid no i picked it up from covid carl it didn't fucking work it suddenly decided to stop working so i had to take the one back Thank God my neighbor Chris is home again. I'll put it back in the truck. Again, I cannot say enough. I don't think I'll ever, ever not have a truck. Pickup truck. Fucking rules. Drive it back over to uh, the church. I see Carl there. I go, hey, you know what? I, I got I to put up with him. And he's uh, extremely chatty, COVID Carl. And, uh, you know, this should be a one-minute job. But he is, uh, he's a little chatterbox, old COVID Carl. Giving me his history of being a deacon at the church and uh, help. I mean, he is giving me a laundry list of good things he's done. And I'm like, wow, this is great, Carl. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so excited that I'm exposed to COVID to hear. It's worth it to be able to get the laundry list of things that are putting you uh, on the Jesus A team. Please continue. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm actually sitting there. There's drool coming out of my mouth. And I'm thinking, man, what I wouldn't uh, uh, um, do right now to be able to be in the presence of, like, you know, uh, dumpster divers Kyle telling me a long-winded story about his haircut or Kenny from Nashville giving me every fucking detail under the sun about uh, whatever a sandwich he made. So I'm just, I'm like, feel, I'm like, yeah, oh, wow, yeah. You know, because that's, that's my thing, you know. I can't, I just cannot get up the uh, nerve to say, fuck, man, to even look in any way annoyed. So I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, yeah, that's, that's so cool. That is awesome. And I'm just, you know, biding my time. And I finally put the chair in the back. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate it. We'll bring it back after I clean it, after I clean the feces and the hot pockets remnants off of it when we're done using it. Bring it back home. Thank God Chris is there again. We load the damn thing up. Or put it in the house. Test it. Going great. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, Zildjian says, you were gifted a free chair that would have been $500. Otherwise, more like a 1000 maybe more. He says, that's worth it. Yeah, it, uh, it uh, definitely is worth it. So, I mean, even if it wasn't a free chair and it was just some old guy talking to me, I'd still, I, I, I don't have the, 
Uh, it's not in my makeup to, uh, like, uh, non-verbally tell him to fuck off, you know? Uh, you know, and it isn't for free. You got to bring it back. It's just the use of it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Chris helps me get it in the house. It works like a charm. And I go, okay, we are killing it. So I got that out of the way. And then, uh, okay, now we're getting about to, uh, now the queen of the forest, the boss of this whole operation, she said, you have to call the nurse and ask her when the, uh, uh, when Kevin's going to be discharged. No problem. You got it, boss. Uh, and I, uh, I go, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go and work out. I need to get a workout in. So I'm driving to the YMCA. I call the nurse. She says, well, he's ready. You can come anytime. This is uh, Nurse Dana. I go, okay, Nurse Dana. I'll tell you what, it's uh, two... It's about 2.45 right now. I'll be there at 5 p.m. How's that sound? She goes, that sounds perfect. I go there, get a workout in, and then Diana says, I don't want you taking your truck. It's too high for Kevin to get into the vehicle. This thing's kind of higher up, The uh, my dad's truck. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm already like halfway there to the hospital. I go, no problem, no problem. And what I want to do is say, "What? Well, fuck it, come on, it'll be fine, I'll shove him in there, don't don't worry. Drive all the way back home, get her vehicle, Um, go to the hospital. Now he's a complainer, and I, I, I need to warn you, there is going to be a time um, here where I'm going to have to get up and go check on him. That is in the in the our, our playbook for the foreseeable future. Okay, I learned that uh, cervical fusion surgery is one of the most painful things that can happen to a human being. And so I go in there into the hospital room and I, I see him. And he's got he's got the um, uh, that that this big neck brace on. You know he's immobilized and. Uh, I go, hey, buddy. And he goes, hey, my arm hurts. I go, uh, your arm hurts? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it is, man. Shit, fuck, man, my arm. My arm hurts. By the way, Corey, the I don't know if you're married or you're single. I, I'm going to guess you're single. It's her brother. She should do more stuff. <laughs> That's making me... Uh, cringe on, on your behalf. She's not, and my wife's not even hearing it. Sounds like you do everything. Well, that's not true. My wife went to the hospital to visit him all throughout the time he was there. And, uh, we, I agreed to this because she tends to get like really flustered when, uh, instructions are being given. So it's up to me to hear what the nurse has to say. Cause Kevin's not going to retain it because his brain is pudding. So no, I'm, we're, we're a team. Shut the fuck up, fucking Corey. What the fuck is wrong with you? I am doing this, but I don't do everything, you dickhead. You gotta be single. And besides, even if she did make me do everything, I would gladly do it. Remember, boss, queen of the forest, crank, thank you very much, Pooh Bear Points. 
I am still in the process of getting those Pooh Bear points back. Now, let me just jump ahead. I have them all back. Yesterday was a big day for Pooh Bear points. I may be able to get anal finally after this. Corey, you fucking moron. He says, but it should at least be even. This seems completely one-sided. Dickhead, I'm doing all of this. First of all, only one person can go pick up at the hospital, and I'm best suited for it. Trust me. I know uh, the relationship. I know how our family operates. Like, like you have any input into this fucking household, you dipshit. Fuck you. PSN Bleach says, how much for ass to mouth? I'm not going to get anal. Does that little face that you do... I don't, I don't understand things because I'm old, but is that a troll face? Does that mean you're doing it on purpose? Is that, is that the face of the troll? Is that what that means? Because I see it all the time. People, people do that to me. Aram says, just got here. What is he complaining about? I'm not complaining about anything. I'm describing about how helpful I am, you, dip, you dick shit. Fucking dip. What the hell am I saying? Corey is trying to throw himself into my household and be an asshole and saying that I need to make Diana do more stuff. So I'm complaining about Corey for being such an asshole. All right, Jesse has cleared it up for me. He says, that's the troll face. Yes. I don't like it. I don't like the troll face. And I don't like you. So Kevin, um, he's doing okay. And uh, I guess avoiding the minutia of the story, the nurse comes in. She explains to me all of the ins and outs about medication. Now there's two points in this that I'm like, oh boy. They say no tobacco. And then I kind of look at him side eye and I look at her and she's like, I go, is that going to cause an interaction with the medicine? And she goes, no. I go, okay. See this, that's a question that only, uh, a very, very smart, cognizant, aware of his surroundings, brilliant man would ask. Because I'm trying to make it so that he can use tobacco. I want this man happy in my household. Or as comfortable as possible. I go. So I asked her that question. She goes, no. It will not interfere with the medicine. I said, okay. She goes, but. If he uses tobacco. It will slow down healing. Hmm. Okay. I said he's probably going to use tobacco. He takes he takes the you know smokeless tobacco. That's probably going to happen. She goes okay. She moves on to the next thing. Later on, she says uh, no alcohol, and I go. It was when she was describing the opioids he's taking. I go. 
So I know this from my pal, Dr. Steve at weird medicine on Twitter. Uh, that when you, that if you mix alcohol with opioids, you now have uh, two depressants and people die from that. <coughs> Shut up, Terry. I'm in no mood for you fucking idiots. I go, so, and I, I say to, I say it out loud. I go, so now I know he cannot drink the alcohol. I go, so it's, it's, uh, it's not negotiable. He cannot drink alcohol and take this, uh, these painkillers. She was correct. And I look at him, I go, so just so we're all on the same page, Kevin, I'm hearing this in front of you and the nurse, and you need to hear this now. No beer. He goes, I don't, I don't, I, I ain't going to drink anything. I ain't going to drink fucking shit. And he actually gave the finger, I'm not kidding you, to a beer that wasn't there. And so all he has to do is say, no big deal. But instead he goes, I say, nope, nope, no way. I'm not going to drink it. And he gave, a, a, like if there was a, 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 a person in a Ham's beer container costume in the room with us, he's giving the finger to the Ham's beer or the Bush beer can. He gave a finger to a hypothetical uh, uh, imaginary beer right then. And so, you know, I've seen this a million, a million times, uh, but I'd never seen him betray his beer in such a way by giving the finger to a beer that's not there. So now we've talked many times. He's given the finger to the Mugu guy pan in the freezer section at Meyer. He's given the finger to the yellow sweatshirt on the ground and called it a, a fucking N-word at the uh, 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 wildlife exhibit up north. And, you know, this has been a regular thing. That finger flies at shit all the time. But I've never seen him turn on the beer and give the finger to the beer in front of someone. And the, it's the nurse. And she's like, who's he giving the fucking finger to? She's like, she's like what the fuck just happened here? <laughs> Terry says, fuck you, beer, you piece of shit. <laughs> so, uh, that's good. He, uh, said, fuck you to the beer. All right. So then, uh, how long has it been since his last beer? Thursday night. Okay. He has eight prescriptions to get eight suggestion from uh, Jason Schaefer should have had the doc cut his middle finger nerves while they were rooting around. Oh my God. So he's gone this long without it. Maybe he's turned a corner. I don't think so. Uh, Linda says, damn HIPAA, if nurse Dana was in fact my niece, I'd love for you to interview her about this. Is that your niece? Are you saying it's not your niece? You said you had a nurse. Wasn't that the name you gave me, Linda? It It is. That's her? Oh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God. Yeah, you did say that. Your niece was taking care of the NFK. She saw the middle finger. You're right. I just put that together right when you said that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Boy, she's a pro. Now, she can't say shit, but I can. She is, uh, okay, let me explain something about your niece. So she's all bent over, going over this long list of things, okay? And I go, here, let me get you a chair. And so it's her, me, and the NFK. She sees the middle finger fly, and she's, she's, uh, she had changed his, um, uh, this happened. Uh, Kevin is telling me that they took the drain out because there's a little tube in his back in where the, you know, the fluids collect. And they, he goes, she's sitting there talking about how she, um, when they do finally get that tube out, they put this particular type of, um, bandage on it. And, uh, and I have to change that today. So she explained to me the ins and outs about that. And, uh, so Kevin goes, yeah, man, motherfucking shit. In the morning, my pain wasn't even that bad. And they pulled that tube out and boom. Oh my God. Fucking that hurt. And he does it again. Double barreled middle fingers. And I'm like, oh no shit. So he's giving fingers to everybody. And so she sees that. And I look at her and I look at him. I'm like, oh, God. Um, so, but what I did notice was, um, so she goes over all these medicines. She goes over what he can and cannot do. And um, Terry says the medical term is a gravy spout. Ugh. Uh, that's it. He gets in a wheelchair. We say goodbye to Dana. Off we go. Um, God, am I forgetting anything? He's kind of complaining about his arms hurting. You know, everything's all screwed up in his upper body. Uh, Linda says, maybe the NFK could sign a release to allow Dana to talk about it. Nah, I'm just going to leave it alone. I don't want to make her feel bad. I got it covered. So I have to stop. Now, he hasn't gotten any pain medicine for like many hours, uh, more than he's supposed to. He's supposed to be start taking pain medicine every four hours, but it's kind of blown past that. So we uh, go to uh, Walgreens. They give me um, all this medicine. Go home. And uh, now, um, basically, you know, he can move pretty damn well. Uh, he uses a cane uh, for now. And uh, he, he can get around, and they encourage him to move, you know. Um Flex your muscles a little. So he's in this uh, this chair, and it uh, does pretty well for him. He needs a little, uh, 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 you know, have to. So they 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 want him to use the restroom, get up and move. Obviously, he can do that. Um, Jason says, "I can't wait to hear the story of him flying double birds at the shower handle when it pops off the tile and he lands on his ass." Thank you. I love your support. You're so kind. Uh, as I can see it, because he's got his medicine in him. He slept in the chair last night. I was worried about O'Neill jumping on his dick. He did not. Thank God. Went over like when he gets his medicine and like, I'm kind of like in charge of that whole part. And I always have been. And, um, Outside of Diana saying suddenly, yeah, I'm going to the hockey game. I'm like, you are not. You are not. I have this, uh, I have this, like, as soon as I got in the room with them, I I, I have this uh, kind of, like, nurse vibe, taking care of him vibe 
that I, that I I, I kind of like take ownership of, and I I kind of like it. I think I would have been a pretty uh, suitable, serviceable nurse. I think that that's something that I would have been uh, good at, you know. And I think I would have liked it. I kind of like laying out his medicine because, like this morning, I had to get up early. And I have this little pill container, and I'm going over the checklist of his medicine, and I'm putting it in there, making sure everything matches up. And then I have to get his, I help him get his food because he can't take certain medicines until he has food in his stomach. So I got him his food, and I got him his. Uh, he needs to take a laxative because the uh, painkiller makes him constipated, and so that has to happen. And then he says to me in a really sweet moment yesterday, in between giving the middle finger to the uh, nurse who pulled out his drain tube and to the uh, imagination beers. He says to me, <coughs> and I'm going to go down there and check on him in, in a minute. He says to me, I really appreciate you guys. I really do. And I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I, I said, no problem, man. He goes, and I want you to know I'm probably going to lose my patience. And so I'm apologizing now. I go, don't even worry about it. I get it. Um, so that's all good. Um, Terry says, someone needs to send Eric one of those Halloween nurse costumes. Why don't you shut the fuck up? I wonder if Eric would have been a good wet nurse. I don't know what that is. Uh, showering is today. I am actually a little concerned about that, but I'm sure it'll be fine. I am going to uh, help him in the shower and probably see his micro dick and help him scrub his asshole. This has to happen. This is very, very important. Dennis writes two words you thought you'd never hear in the same sentence. Uh, the name NFK and laxative. He's going to be so shocked if he takes a solid stool. Okay. Slept all night. Did okay, I guess. <sighs> all right. Reminder that Patreon happens a little bit later on after this one gets done. If you want more podcasting and I give you a lot of it on Patreon, check it out. I just did a, uh, a, a terrific bonus episode yesterday, the Patreon bonus. Each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday, the work week, I have a Patreon bonus episode. Uh, more podcasting each and every day. It's kind of like an extension of this. And a little bit more personable, too. No ads. It's powered by you, the audience. Try me out for five bucks a month for all the audio. Try me out for 10 bucks a month for all the audio, all the video, and the live streams. If you like that month, and you can cancel any time, it's not like a bait and switch. If you like that month, you can either let it ride each month, or you can convert it to a yearly, and I'll knock 10% off the price. I'm the only person I've heard on Patreon doing that. It gives you the option. I think most people are like, nah, fuck them. I mean, if you're going to give me a year's worth of Patreon fees, I mean, it, that's, you know, 
Kind of like a reward for the long-term commitment. That's what that is. So what was $120 for tier two is 108. What was $60 for tier one? All the audio is 54. The open and live stream of this show brought to you by A and E heating and cooling. 616-516-8579. This is a business that uh, for audience members who are uh, local, uh, not all of my sponsors are local, but a good portion of them are. A good amount of them are. Fair amount. 616-516-8579. I recommend a furnace tune-up so that whatever you're burning burns efficiently and heats your home and uh, uh, does it in an efficient manner so that you're not paying as much as uh, you have in the past for the fuel. A and E, heating and cooling, can make that happen. I love the idea of they can predict how long till your furnace takes a shit. And they can. They've got a crystal ball of HVAC goodness. 616-516-8579. You can also utilize them for an after-hours service call. You will be bent over the pinata by Joe Martinez when that happens. Unavoidable. It's going to cost... I forget the amount to actually get him out of bed. But, I mean, my God. That's how... He's got to get your heat on. Let's put it that way. Excuse me. Uh, Dumpster divers. If you need a dumpster, call or text dumpster divers locally at 616-375-9962. That's 616 375 9962. They will deliver the dumpster to your residence. It will not be as expensive as that long, low walled, shithead dumpster that uh, Dumpsters R Us or whoever hypothetical name is going to deliver to you. They price them lower with a weight uh, limit. Uh, at a lower level because you're not possibly going to hit the high number that AAA dumpster services are going to charge you. They're screwing you, for God's sake. Call Dumpster Divers, 616-375-9962. They also do junk removal and demolition work. So if you're a contractor getting ready to renovate a house or something like that, and you don't want that shit work, call these guys. They'll do it for you. Just tell them what to do. They'll do it. Rip out the drywall. 616-375-9962. Okay, hold that thought. I'll let you guys talk amongst yourselves. Talk shit about me. I need to go uh, check on the NFK. Hello. I only ate one of the potato cakes. Uh, Yeah, the uh, hospital food for our boy, the NFK. Just didn't didn't cut it for the for the guy. So this morning it was back to uh, Nature Valley Granola Bar, not the worst. And then uh, he said, "Can you heat me up a couple of them potato cakes?" These are like the uh, they're made by Hot Pockets. It's like Hot Pockets teamed up with like Orida to make a Hot Pocket that's like a hash brown. Okay. It's really incredible. 
And then you take the frozen thing, you put it in that little cardboard deal that I guess is amazing, whatever. You throw it in there and then it's like perfect. Now it's uh, some of the worst things you could possibly consume. The amount of uh, salt in those is ridiculous. And then I, I, so I, I prepare a couple of them and because uh, he wanted two. And uh, I go, is there anything you want me to do to these? He goes, a little salt, a little pepper. I'm like, salt and pepper. Now, he's a uh, absolute marvel to me because his sodium level in his blood is low. Low. And all he eats is uh, foods loaded with salt and then adds salt to the food. So, but they said, the doc said, no, it's, uh, what you eat doesn't affect the sodium level. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. What are you talking about? So, I mean, I don't know. Then, um, the, you know, he eats basically that's, he just eats out of the freezer and the whole, so that's weird. The sodium level in his blood. And then the, uh, his cholesterol is supposed to be 100 and it's at 101. And I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? My God. Dean, who's a complete moron, writes, Eric could get a great workout finishing the basement, earn Pooh Bear points at the same time. That's actually not a moronic statement, which is surprising coming out of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm well aware. I'm, I'm, I'm well aware. And uh, you all uh, trying to convince me to do shit around this house. The, the problem with that is that... Uh, you dickheads, and then Aram writes, true, I think he's leaving the door open for you, Dean. No, all Zaniacs are not are forbidden from the house. Stay away from the house, Zaniacs. I don't want Zaniacs with heads like canoes. You ha Thank you, Crank. Basement is the back burner. Not necessarily, but uh, if I can get all of my things related, because I have an asshole to scrub today. You know? I am going to be taking that wand of loofah and putting it into a man's asshole. So can we, uh, while you all are trying to convince me to do the fucking basement, uh, I have a uh, different, uh, priorities on my plate and on my plate today is the NFK's dirty asshole. So, uh, thanks a lot for, uh, for going down that road, but, uh, that's what I'm going to worry about right now. A clean asshole. I am going to see things today that are going to traumatize me. Okay. And I'm probably, it's probably going to haunt my sleep. And you all are going to sit there and, uh, and laugh at me and, and make fun of me and, and make stupid comments. Uh, when is the wedding shower deadline for the basement? That came and went. She gave me a new deadline of uh, April, which, okay, all right, I can live with that. I don't know what is going on here with this fucking audience on Twitch because the folks on Twitch are the most passionate and supportive of people in terms of uh, uh, consuming the show. 
They're getting it as it happens. They could get it anytime they want on the replay or on the uh, on the audio podcast, but they like the show and like giving me so much shit that they they do it now. So basically what I'm dealing with is an army of people trying to piss me off. Kent suggesting I cup his balls. Zildjian writes, haunt your sleep like a hamster. So that's, that's, what a fucking bunch this is. Sexy voice Andrea is suggesting I use my hand instead of a loofah. What a bunch of idiots. Crank says, not me. I learned my lesson. Got to be a good boy. All right, enough, enough. I'm going to leave you fucking idiots alone. Go away. 5G drama. Okay, I'm a little confused. Yesterday at this time, we talked about the uh, major carrier, all the carriers uh, went to uh, Pete Buttigieg and said, hey, when you get done having anal sex, would you please... Uh, check into this so that the planes don't crash. AT&T and Verizon's 5G had been asked to uh, shut it all down within two miles of an airport. And then down to the wire, Yesterday, it says AT&T and Verizon do it. They delayed the rollout of 5G near airports as airlines warn of incalculable, incalculable, how do you say that? Incalculable damage. A lot of damage to the economy. Verizon said as the nation's leading wireless provider, I like how they get that in. We have voluntarily decided to limit our 5G network around airports. The Federal Aviation Administration and our nation's airlines have not been able to fully resolve navigating 5G around airports, so they're blaming the they're blaming those guys despite it being safe and fully operational in more than 40 countries. So that's a yeah, we agree, but it's their fault that it's happening. That's what they just said there. AT&T had the same fuck you message. At our sole discretion, we have voluntarily agreed to temporarily defer turning on a limited number of towers around certain airport runways as we continue to work with the aviation industry and the FAA to provide further information about our 5G deployment since they have not utilized the two years they've had to responsibly plan for this deployment. Oh, fuck. An AT&T spokesperson said in a statement to USA Today, we are launching our advanced 5G services everywhere else as planned with the temporary exception of this limited number of towers. <clears throat> President Joe Biden thanked the wireless carriers. I imagine him saying, thank you. 
Thank you, wireless carriers. And then he thinks his mic's off and says, what's a wireless carrier? For their decision a day after CEOs of the nation's largest airlines and shipping carriers asked federal authorities for immediate intervention to block AT&T and Verizon from launching part of the... Yeah, I would I would ask the question. <coughs> Excuse me. And no one's really getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Uh, uh, what the fuck happened? Because it sure sounds to me like AT&T and Verizon are pissed off at you. But the idea of T-Mobile is not in this framework of problem. So can we just maybe get us some more information so we can figure out who the NFK can give the middle finger to here. Whose fault is this? Sure. It seems like, uh, the telecommunications companies, AT&T and Verizon think it's the fault of the airline industry and the FAA. Despite that. Now this is what's confusing to me. Because AT&T and Verizon said, all right, we're shutting it down within the airports. So why am I reading a headline today that says airlines worldwide rush to change flights over U.S. 5G problem? So confusing. Airlines around the world, including long-haul carriers Emirates, rushed Wednesday to cancel or change flights heading into the U.S. over this rollout of 5G. And this article was updated at five this morning. The issue appeared to particularly impact the Boeing 777. So it's affecting only one gigantic plane. What? How? Didn't we just sit here that they, they're shutting it down within two miles? The cancellations come even after... AT&T and Verizon uh, said they will postpone the uh, launch. The FAA cleared a number of aircraft to fly into airports with the 5G signals, but missing from the list is the Boeing 777. I don't understand this. Uh, without just sitting here and reading the entire uh, art, uh, story article to you, it says... Uh, the United Arab Emirates successfully rolled out 5G coverage all around its airports without incident, like dozens of other countries. But in the U.S., the Federal Aviation Administration worries that the C-band strand of 5G could interfere with radio altimeters. Again, this is another example, and I, I agree with AT&T and Verizon. How the fuck are we being caught flat-footed? Two years and all these other countries that we, uh, you know, are comparable to, or and I'm, I think the United States is the rich, richest nation in the world, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure on that. How the fuck are we not up to speed on this? FAA will allow planes with accurate, reliable altimeters to operate around high power 5G. But planes with older altimeters will not be allowed to make landings under low visibility conditions. Well, I guess that explains it. So are those 777s 
Do they have older altimeters? Is that is that what I'm reading into this? All right. Japan Airlines Limited similarly said that it had been informed that 5G signals may interfere with the radio altimeter installed in the Boeing 777. So now they've narrowed it down to the one plane. If they go to an if they go to a Boeing 787, that's like good to go. Boeing did not respond to a request for comment. This is so fucked. All right. So there you go. Some flights, not all flights. None are crashing. Oh, my God. We shall see. Uh, I want you to check out the Just Chirpin podcast. J-U-S-T-C-H-I-R-P-I-N. Justchirpin.com. It's a hockey podcast. Four dudes sit there and they chirp. They bust each other's balls, and I want you to check them out. Justchirpin.com. I didn't talk about this uh, crazy ass fucking professor on the uh, free podcast. I talked about it with Ben on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. But he's back in the news, so it gives me an opportunity to get back into it. Uh, the professor's name is Barry Mailer or Meller. Barry Meller is his name. Last week, Barry Meller made headlines. He's a old ass professor. I think he's an English professor. And he's about to retire. This is his last semester teaching at Ferris State University. He uh, has a video he makes for the students when the course is starting. Now, this guy's got a mixed bag on ratemyprofessor.com or whatever the hell it is. People love him and they hate him. Apparently, he gets in the classroom and he swears like an idiot all the time. You see he's wearing a space helmet. What looks like some type of space helmet. That factors heavily into this. He is deathly afraid of COVID. He does not want students going to his class. He wants them to do the class remotely. He doesn't like that he has to go to the class to engage these students. Um, and... He's uh, starting this whole little piece out talking about this fucking mask he has, which fits over his head like uh, uh, Matt Damon in The Martian. Uh, I don't know. This. Uh, damn. Man, I just got in from Rigel 7. The, the intergalactic internet is all a buzz about this planet. I don't know whether you people have noticed, but it's dangerous to breathe the air. Okay, what a fucking nerd. Okay, I, can't, I already can't take it. But 
He's hilarious. Don't worry. We're going to go somewhere with this if you haven't if you haven't yet seen the story. And there's an update to the story. Many of your experts are advising wearing masks because there's a deadly virus spreading around the planet. Your civilization is. OK, he's pretending he's an alien. All right. Enough of that shit. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this thing. As we say these days, uh, which everybody knows means fuck to fuck, uh, which really means that we're all fucked. When when you see me next week, I'll be wearing this helmet. This is a uh, this helmet is uh, is actually 300 bucks. It's uh, got HEPA filters all around it um, so that uh, all the air that comes in that I'm breathing comes in through the HEPA filters uh, and all the air that I breathe out goes out through the HEPA filters so that it protects both me and you from uh, this deadly virus that's going. Now, let me just say, I love this guy. I would love to have a class with this guy. And I think it's fantastic. Okay. Uh, But. You know, nowadays you can't do anything that is offensive to anyone at all. Um, Now, uh, I may have fucked up my life flatter than hammered shit, but I stand before you today beholden to no human cocksucker and work in a paying fucking union job. And no limber dick cocksucker of an administrator is going to tell me how to teach my classes because I'm a fucking tenured professor. So if you want to go complain to your dean, fuck you, go ahead. I'm retiring at the end of this year, and I couldn't give a flying fuck any longer. You people are just vectors of disease to me, and I don't want to be anywhere near you. So keep your fucking distance. If you want to talk to me, come to my Zoom. (laughs) Okay. Now, you need to know that he ripped that off of the uh, old uh, HBO show Deadwood. It was a scene with two of the characters. And then he he put the administrators and the uh, uh, tenured shit and being a professor he he changed it a little bit so he ripped that that whole moment off to say to say what he wanted to say and thank God that he did because that's awesome you know <coughs> excuse me um all right we got to get to dear meathead so we're gonna come back to this guy but I love this dude so. As they say, put a pin in that. We will come back to Professor Barry Meller uh, after Dear Meathead. I'm very excited about that. Uh, You know what? I'll actually do this. Let me get to the update. Uh, Professor Barry Meller was uh, uh, relieved. I mean, he was, uh, they, they suspended him. Now, I don't really know the ins and outs of tenured, and I don't know why it is that that means you can't be fired, and I, and I think that that's what that means. I think that that means you, that you, you, you can't, and I, I'm, how the fuck is that even possible? Um, but, uh, you know, he was suspended because they said, oh, this is horrible. This is a horrible, horrible thing for the, him to say, and just terrible. Um, but a lot of people really like his class and he swears all the time in his class. That's like his thing, this guy. And he's, by the way, he's uh, a super smart guy. He's, he's written all sorts of uh, 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 very uh, important uh, documents and, and opinions on things. He's a very, very well-respected uh, professor, this guy, this professor, Barry, Barry Meller. Um, 
But uh, him being suspended, now he's saying, I'm going to fucking sue you if you don't let me back in the classroom. A Michigan professor who was suspended after making a provocative video for his students is threatening to file a lawsuit if Ferris State doesn't lift the sanction. An attorney for Barry Meller warned the school in a letter Tuesday. Matthew Hoffer says the history teacher is protected by the First Amendment. God bless the First Amendment. Uh, First Amendment. That's a thing, you know, that allows us to say whatever the fuck we want to say. Okay. Uh, and a contract between Ferris State and its faculty. Because, you know, frankly, you can say what you want to say. But if I say, like, some racist shit here on Twitch, I will be kicked off of it. I know that. I think it's a little different because of the contract he has with the school and its faculty. Uh, Mellor's 14-minute video at the start of the uh, new term was peppered with profanities and unusual remarks about grades, plagiarism, and classes, uh, class attendance. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Ferris State President David Eisler says he was shocked and appalled. Meller has been placed on leave. Now, that's all I see about this. That's all there is, is that they is they're threatening a lawsuit. Let me back in. So this guy wants to get this. I mean, I don't know. This guy must have an enormous ego to want to just, I mean, here we are. We're approaching the end of January. So, you know, he's got four months and then he's done. You know, maybe four and a half. We're just talking a handful of classes. So why the fuck? He just wants to break one off into the uh, into the administration there. But I love this guy. This is like my favorite person in the world. I'm just letting you know that if I had a teacher like this, there's no chance I would ever, ever miss a class. Okay? How often... Have you signed up for a class if you've gone to any coursework, done any coursework, and it's like, oh, fuck, what a bore. You know, this guy keeps it interesting. This is this is what it's all about. Shit, yes. But the pussies that go to college nowadays, you can't do anything without them going, oh, we got to have a support group because Professor Barry Mailer called me a cocksucker. <laughs> That's wrong. That's what you have here, these fucking children that can't handle it. And it's embarrassing. Fucking toughen up. Okay, more on that in a bit. I'm going to bring Dad in for Dear Meathead here. If you have any last-minute questions, I will uh, still accept them. I will still accept them. Subject line, Dear Meathead, please. If I were a student, I would wipe my COVID snot all over his office door handle. Well, that's rude. $100 says he rides a bike to work. Uh, This one says, go fuck yourself, you pompous dick. You see, that's why I would need you too in the classroom, JDB3304. No, we, we need more teachers like this to help these sensitive students toughen up. It's fucking great. All right. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV 616-532-6600. Fixing your car. This is another local sponsor, as uh, as you know, a lot of them are. 616-532-6600. If you have any problem at all with your vehicle, uh, the peace of mind of knowing that uh, Megan, Jamie, Eric, Bruce, uh, what's the other guy's name? Trap? Trent? Is it Trap or, or Tate? It's something with a T. Tatum? What is that guy's name? Anyway, 
Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, 616-532-6600, servicing Asian vehicles, domestic, European, everything but the Volkswagens. Uh, Hybrids, EVs, (coughs) 616-532-6600. God, I sound like I'm drunk. Uh, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 231-332-6505. If you need a mortgage, please consider the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Okay? No matter where you are in the listening audience, with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Hawaii, and Alaska. I don't know if we have anybody listening in Hawaii. I'm pretty sure we don't. Maybe Alaska. I do, there's no way to tell. You never know. You never, never know. It's so weird because one day... I'll see 15,000 audio downloads. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking fantastic. And then the next day, it'll be 5,000. And I'm like, well, what the fuck happened? How does that even work? I don't know. Uh, Thank you to Mario. Reach out to him if you need a mortgage. 231-332-6505. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Uh, I need more of you to reach out to me uh, about who's coming to paintball. RSVP for the January 30, Sunday, January 30th event, 5 p.m. at TC Paintball. And if you want to book an event at TC Paintball, check them out online, tcpaintballgr.com. Letter T, letter C, paintballgr.com. Book a party at TC Paintball. Okay. Checking, making sure I've got no, uh, I had to go, I had to break it down with the NFK yesterday. Um, you know, his hands don't work like yours and mine, but he's got a smartphone. And so the screen is dim. And I go, okay, but it's a, it's an Android. It's not an iPhone. So you can't just tap the screen. I, uh, I go, if you need to reach out to me, this is what you do. You have to push this button on the side. And so he like takes his whole, like both hands and he's like holding it like, you know, a deck of cards in between two hands. And I'm like, that's not going to work, buddy. Uh, I want you to take your the tip of your thumb and just push this button right here. And then you see it illuminate? Yeah. I go, okay. Now just drag your finger across it. Across it. And then you see that green button with the phone on it? Yeah. I go, hit that, and that's me. Okay? That's all you got to do. And we, like, practiced. I went in the other room. I go, okay, call me. All right. I picked up that phone to call my dad, and then I put it down. What a dumbass. Dear Meathead, brought to you by the Trail of Tears at jmsynthetics.com. Get all your Amsoil products at jmsynthetics.com. Meathead at your service. Good morning, sir. Hey, Dad. How are you? I'm well. Yeah? Good, uh, Good start to the day. Yeah, hey, hold on a minute. I got to get this volume going on his phone. Hold on. Oh, okay. Happens every time we do this. Every time. I okay. Okay. So, you're in business. What did you say about the day? So you're, you're in business. You're up and around. You're ready to go. 
I am, but coffee's all gone, and, uh, uh, you know, hey, my brain is uh, not yep. the best. Got <laughs> hey. No, but, it, uh, I'm I, okay. I disagree. I think it's the best. Okay. Well, God bless you, honey. <laughs> right on. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, life is a great thing, you know, if you don't let the, the challenges that you see every day get a hold of you, you know? Life is a great thing. I agree with that, Dad. Uh, you know what? Out of all the things you said recently, I think, let me write that down. Life is a great thing if you don't let the challenges of the day get in your way. That's right. So what you're saying is, you know, don't let it bother you. Don't let it bother you. And then allow people to have opinions and don't argue with their opinion. Well, what if it's a horrible opinion? Well, then, I mean, you know, be reasonable, will you? I mean, if something is horrible, I want to say, uh, sorry, I don't agree with your opinion, but it's your opinion. You go ahead and live with it. Yeah, I think that's a good approach. Now, I always try, I always get angry when I hear something that I really don't like, and I want to, like, scream at them or say something nasty. Well, you know, you got to realize one thing. Everyone has opinions. And... If you try to change their opinion, you're going against the norm. You, you, you know, there is. If you have an opinion, that opinion has been with you for the last, yeah, whatever years you've lived. Uh huh. How are we going to change that over a one conversation? You can't. You're right. You're right. You can't. Well, that's a that that's that's actually excellent because I I show up here every day. And I spout uh, a number of opinions on things. Now, um, a lot of the times, uh, these folks don't agree with me. And then, so when they don't agree with me, I refer to them as stupid. Is that okay? No. That's not okay. Okay. Because they're not stupid. No? If they were stupid, they wouldn't have any opinions at all. Well, what if they, okay, what if I say an opinion that I know is correct and then they have an opposing opinion that I know is wrong. Is it not okay for me to think they're stupid? No. That's his opinion. That's his opinion. No, that's, that's your opinion. Okay. You you make you 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 say something often enough. Maybe I don't agree with you. If I don't agree with you, I can say, well, that's okay, but that's your opinion. Oh, okay. I can say I don't agree with you. Oh, I got you. Okay. Well, Dad, I've got a number of people who may or may not agree with us who have written in and would love to hear from you and Joanne. Is that okay? Why, sure. Okay. That's the whole object of what we're doing <laughs> on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, I should well, say. Well, yeah, that's like, that, that's, that's like the reason why they show up here. They don't even care about me. They just want to hear from you and Joanne. Oh, no, I, you, you, I, I disagree with you. They care about you. Okay. Well, that's your opinion. Yes. <laughs> there you go. You got that. <laughs> hey, oh, that's great. <laughs> All right. Nick writes this. Nick? Uh, yeah, Nick uh, V writes, Hey, me dead. back when you drank, did you ever have a special hangover cure? 
He says, I had a bit too much scotch last night and I don't feel well. What do you think? Well, I don't know. I really, right, right at this moment that I'm sitting here talking about drinking and how I felt, I don't have any clue how I felt. <laughs> I think I remember. I was pretty much loaded. I'm, and everything is copacetic. Wasn't there a moment when, like, if we would wake up and, like, you and I used to drink together. Well, we would all drink together way back. And then if we woke up feeling terrible, we would drink more. Well, yeah, and a couple, three hours later, I'm all ready to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like a little hair of the dog. You know, you wake up. Yeah, yeah I've had some hangovers, but uh, often yeah. enough, uh, I, it's been so many years since I've had a drink that I don't really recollect how I Yeah, felt, I, I used to just throw up when you... Th <laughs> no, I never, I don't think I ever threw up. I would always feel better after I threw up for some reason. No. Okay. I don't think I ever threw up. No? No. That's a miracle because there was a couple of times when I saw you, I don't think I've ever seen someone so hammered in all my life. Yeah, but I wasn't throwing up. No, no, you weren't. Hey, I wanted to keep it in. I wanted that buzz to keep on running. It was a sheer miracle that you didn't. I, I'm like, wow, that is really incredible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I recall one time that we used to go, when we were up north, we used to go for night hiking. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. We'd get the flashlights and play, uh, like, flashlight tag or whatever it was. Yeah, well, you guys got ahead of me on that walk. I remember that very clearly. Yeah. You all left. All of a sudden, you were so pitch dark and all that, I couldn't see nobody. I right. just laid there by this tree, uh, tree trunk. Yeah. And I just out. Yeah, I re yeah, and they were, hey, where'd he go? He like disappeared. We didn't find you till the morning. <laughs> hey, and nobody cared. Somebody my my came back and got me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So, but that's that's memories, you know. Oh but yeah. You know what? I don't have a lot of memories about, you know. Oh yes. Oh come activity. on. As soon as we start talking about it, it all it always comes back to everyone, you know. You know, well, yeah, it's a miracle that you remember. Well, yeah, we had some great times, and I remember you, you were always you were stuff. you were always in charge of fixing the motorcycles. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so we would go and tear up, you know, the trails, and then ah, this thing's running rough, and we'd make you like you you'd have like fifty beers in you, and we'd make you rebuild the carburetor on the thing. <laughs> so. Hey. It was the day, you know. Yeah, and then you you take the carburetor apart, and then you put it back together, and like half the part, you go, okay, it's done, and the half the parts are still there, and you just throw them in the garbage. <laughs> the thing still runs somehow. As long as it ran, it was okay. That's incredible. Uh, might be running a little rich. Uh, all right, Nate writes this, dear meathead. My wife and I have lived in the uh, West Michigan area our entire lives as do our families. But we're looking to start a new adventure somewhere else. We're selling our home, and we're going to leave uh, working for the family business to move to a completely new area in lifestyle. We're looking to get a large piece of land in Kentucky or Tennessee and live a fairly self-sufficient life. 
like uh, he's going to have his own farm and have his own livestock and things like that. He says, though this is not like moving from Iran to the United States, I feel like moving to a whole new world uh, compared to what we've known our whole life. What advice do you have about making a big change like this? Sign, Nate. Actually, what you're doing is very exciting. It sounds you know, what like he's it. doing is a very exciting thing. I agree. I and, agree. Uh, so he's making take a, a task like that, completely move your family from one area that you're accustomed to all other customs of it to another area which is totally foreign and brand new. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a task. It's a difficult task up to a point. But then again, if your heart is in it, you can do well. Yeah, it sounds like he just has to be patient and it'll all work itself out. You, you take one thing at a time. You take the most important thing that you have to do where you're going to go to and start to build around that. And don't be in a hurry to get it going overnight. It takes you a long time to get accustomed to that okay. style of life. All right. But you know what? It's the most exciting thing you can do to yourself. It sounds like it. I mean, can you imagine just kind of like uh, raising your own food and, uh, you know, you, Absolutely. you end up living like uh, kind of like a, uh, you know, like you're um, the sole survivor. You're like a loner. This is how people become crazy. Well, not really. Not really. <laughs> if your heart is in it that you're going to make a good thing, good goal yeah. of it. It's going to work out fine. What if he becomes but like the... Uh, you yeah. can't do it all alone by yourself. You've got to accept help, well, yeah. hopefully from family members. Well, if not, well, it's just... Is this a married person? Yeah, he's married. Him and his wife. I, don't, I mean, what if he becomes like the Unabomber? Well, we're going too far on no? that. No, okay, all right. It's not going to be a Unabomber. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always. It's, it's, it's a task. It's a task to take your life from one style yeah. to another style. But in a little while, that style becomes so natural with you that you would just love the fact that you're doing and accomplishing it. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay, good. So, People that are doing things, they don't put value on the thing that they're doing sometimes. If you if that thing that you're doing is an important thing to you, do your best and work with And don't get uptight about things. Okay. Gotcha. All right. That's all good information. I'm sure he will, uh, he will uh, respond to that favorably. I like it. Aram writes, Meathead. Eric has talked about back in the day, you wearing a gold medallion. Yeah, well, okay. He says, what did it look like and do you still have it? No, I have. And in fact, I never, I, I never, never wore a gold one. It was a silver one. And it was just a little cheap. Just a, yeah, a tiny little thing. Yeah. And I don't have it. I don't know where it's at. Okay. But that was uh, that was a thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a thing, uh -huh, or maybe uh -huh. several things. You do it, and then eventually you either pitch it or get rid of it. Yeah, that or, was uh, that was the way we dressed back then. I mean, 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I want to see the medallion. Yes. Um, she, she's got the picture of that. It's not a medallion. Oh, okay. I don't remember what it looked like, but she does. she's got a mind of an ostrich. Maybe when I was little, it just looked like a medallion to me. I don't know. She's got a, wait a minute. Did you say she has a mind like an ostrich? Yeah. <laughs> an ostrich remembers things. Ostrich will come back six years later and butt your butt. Is it really? If, if you damage him... Wow. Ten years ago, and he saw you ten years later, he'll get you. Oh, Rob, I'm not like that. No, but I'm just saying she remembers. So let she me... great memory. I wish I had that memory. Let me, uh... Let me, I, I wrote this down, Dad. It says, uh, <laughs> if you damage an ostrich ten years ago, he'll come back and bite you. Yes. <laughs> when he saw you, he'll get you. He said, he remembers... Ah, oh, yeah. ...that he had a problem with you, and you messed him up. All right. Okay. Well, my uh, sidekick over here says, how do you know? Well, I know. I'm a, yeah, I mean, obvious. I'm a, great, I'm a great rememberer. Yes, you are a great rememberer, and, you've, uh, and you've, you, you're very well read. You know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John writes this. Hey, Ruben, is it wrong for me to pay my ex-wife's final child support payment in all pennies? So he's got one more child support payment, however much it is. He wants to go get all pennies and put them in a bucket and just give them to her. Well, I'll ask you a question, Ron. What does it do for you by giving them in pennies? Yeah, that's his children. That's your child or children. You support them. Why do you begrudge it? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't have said that any better. Uh, I think he knows the answer. I think he'll do. I'm the, sure he does. I, I'm sure he'll do the right thing. He doesn't strike me as the type to do something hey, listen, like that. Uh, I don't know if I should say this on television or not, but I I paid child support. Well, yeah, yeah, of course you did. I never begrudged it. Every every week or month, I don't remember how I paid it. Every month I send it. That that's my responsibility to take care of my children. That's what you, uh, yeah, that's kind of the way it works, you know. Sure. Yeah. And begrudging it is nothing. The only reason, you, what the hell? If you were married, you, your kids are living with you, all of the expenses of that child or children yeah. are on you, right. so you're still continuing on by paying it. Correct. Correct. You know, I don't know why men grudge paying child support. Well, the wife takes the money and takes care of the kids. Yes, when you um, when you got divorced, because um, there's a difference between child support and alimony. Did you get an? Did you have to pay alimony as well? I pay child support. Just, Whatever the law uh, asked yeah. me to do, I did that. Yeah, yeah. And that was a, well, I figured that money is a child support. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I mean, along with it, well, the wife has to be living too. You know how she does the money to for, uh, for her to take care of herself as well as the children. It's uh huh. Okay. Perfect. So, Ram, that is Ram, right? Uh, that was John, actually. John, I'm sorry, John. Uh, don't begrudge it. Yeah, Just you'll be fine. Pay it. It's going to take you X amount of years, and the children become adults. 
And you know what? They're going to look at you with a lot of respect, the fact that you supported them and yeah. took care of them. And listen, put away the animosity. That's a good idea. I think that that's, that's, that's great advice. You uh, dealing with it. Oh, here's my child support. What the hell? If the child lived with you in your house and you were raising him, right, right. how much are you spending to do that? Now, um, one thing I'm curious about, uh, alimony is uh, what you pay the wife. Yeah. And you didn't have to do that? No. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, we call it child support. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. I don't know what the law calls it. Yeah. But- uh, well, there's there are two different things. Child support is for the children and alimony. Like, let's say um, you're a doctor and your wife is just a stay-at-home mom and she doesn't have a job. Well, when the doctor and the mom get divorced, the doctor has to pay child support for the children and the wife then gets a payment monthly um, because she doesn't have a means to support herself. Okay. You know, because I, she... She, uh, uh, I don't think that was our case. Okay. She did not work and didn't get a career because she was taking care of the family. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember what your mom did, but, uh, yeah, I think she worked. She had a job, didn't she? I think so. Uh, yeah. Adam writes, dear meathead. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Do you have good a f- morning? Good morning. Right back to you, Adam. He says, uh, do you have a favorite painter? Van Gogh, Rembrandt, Michelangelo? Picasso, thank you for your insights into why and for any embellishments. Signed, Adam. Adam, I appreciate the compliment. Thank you so much. You know. Yeah. Do you so, do you have a favorite painter, Dad? I really don't because I'm not into painting, but I know their names. And they're pretty famous people. Picasso, for instance, is, is one of the big ones. Uh, I, I don't pay attention to those things. So, I don't uh, either. Unfortunately, I can't give you any kind of no. insight. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a favorite painter. I'm just like whatever. It all looks good to me. I you know that they're famous people. <clears throat> yeah, I'm with you. I mean, if a little, if a five year old kid does scribble scrabble on a piece of paper, to me, that's good enough. I'll just put that on the wall. You know. Uh, I'm a, I, I do. Yeah, I encourage you. Hey, that's cool. That's yeah. good looking. Yeah. Uh, do another one here, and then, and then make it bigger. And then when they leave, you just throw it in the garbage. You know. No. Well, I don't really <laughs> be known. No. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, in fact, we got some stuff in there stuck in there. Yeah. Uh, don't we, Joanne? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just scribble. Yeah, I just want you to know. Here we got them stuck to the refrigerator. When you guys go to heaven, we're going to throw all that stuff away. I'm just letting you know. Eventually we will. <laughs> you know. uh, Rob writes this. Dear Meathead, uh, a guy I know needs to get a special certification for a CDL license, but he keeps putting it off. He keeps procrastinating. What should I say to him to get it done? First of all, I did forget what CTA, what does it stand for? Uh, commercial driver's license. Okay. Now, uh, give me that uh, statement that you made. Yeah. What is it that he wants to know? Well, his uh, Rob uh, knows a guy who has to take this test for the CDL, and the guy okay. keeps, like, putting it off and putting it off. Oh, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. 
And uh, he keeps wanting. He says, yeah, you should get that test. You, you know, it's going to help you. And the guy's like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. You know, one of those attitudes. Well, listen, if you don't do it, you don't get the job. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So what is the sense of putting it off? I don't know. I think the guy's just kind of, you know, he... He, he can't really commit for some reason. He's got just kind of like, uh, I don't know why. I think he's just an idiot. Well, the commitments have nothing to do with it. When you get a commitment and get a license or whatever it is, you've got it. You can always use it. Yes, it, it may, it's, you're absolutely right. Do it. You're absolutely right. That guy should do it. My gosh, yes. That's something you can fall back on eventually if you do. Yes. If you do need it, you fall back on you, it. That's, that is a great fallback plan. You're so absolutely get it correct. Off your system. I think that guy is going to do it. I think if he doesn't now, hearing you talk frankly about it, then I don't know what's, what his problem is. Now, I would say this. What is he afraid of? I think he's afraid well, that he's going to fail. I think that's what he's afraid of. Well, study some more. Yeah, just study the book, right? You know, study the book, and that can come back to give you, you asshole, Rob. someday. Yeah, I mean, it, his other job might dry up, you know, because he, Absolutely. whatever, says the you N-word. no clue what your life is going to hold. Yeah. What the future is. You got a job right now, you're happy with it, oh, you're comfortable, why do the other one? Suppose that job that you got right now eventually falls. Right. And it happens. Yeah, it does happen. Okay. Now you got something to fall back on. I like the way you're thinking. I think that that guy should do it too. Well, sure. All right. Remember, Dad, if you damage an ostrich 10 years ago, <laughs> he's going to come back to bite you. bite you. And Joanne has a mind like an ostrich. Oh, yeah. She reminds me things that I have forgotten for so long. Oh, I know it. You know, bite me with it, but she, yeah. if I need to get it, uh, you know, deserve whatever it is. They're not bad. They're good things. And I really crack up on the fact that oh, she yeah. remembers it. <laughs> so, Dad, we got to start planning uh, uh, your birthday. Uh, in March 17, you turn 88. Um, God bless America. <laughs> and I was doing some math with you. I was doing yeah, some yeah, some yeah, math yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if we can We're get, we'll have ourselves a nice yeah. huge dish of well, it won't be sushi, but we'll be lobster. Okay, if we can get you to live to one hundred and eight years old. Oh my God! Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I I'll be uh, seventy. Uh, 71 or 72, and my brother Mike will be 83 or 84. Wow. Oh, man, I would welcome that. So that's the goal. We're going to try to get you up to 108, all right? we want. I want to see you on the news. Well, we're headed that direction, buddy. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, Joanne, Dad, I appreciate the time. As always, you guys are spectacular. Everybody loves you. You're the you're the only reason why people love this show so much. It's because oh, of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll tell you what. I'm grateful to you that you created this situation for us. And it really, we're looking forward to this every every week. Oh, we, we love it, and we're so glad that you do. 
Thank you. Okay, I got to go check on Kevin. You know, he's downstairs in a neck brace, so I'm going to go check on oh. him. All right, and listen, uh, tell him I love him and hug your baby. You know who that is, don't you? My my, my lovely wife? Your Diana. My baby. Diana. Yes, and then the kids, of course, grandkids, all the, all that stuff. Forget the grandkids. Forget the grandkids. Okay, forget the grandkids. Forget the grandkids. Well, we're trying to forget them. All right. Well, you guys have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Okay, honey. Okay, good. We'll talk to you some other time. Okay, I love you too, guys. Bye. Okay, bye. There you go. Dear Meathead. Brought to you by the Trail of Tears at JM Synthetics. Online at jmsynthetics.com. Absolutely awesome. All right. Got a little bit of time. Not much. Then I got to go check on the NFK. Okay. And then I'll get back to this Ferris professor who's been making a big stink. I love this guy, though, so much. Uh, Bennett Flooring Installation in West Michigan. This is this is awesome. They've been a sponsor for quite some time. So you're putting it in a new floor. Go ahead and do all the uh, grunt work. Rip up the old carpet, the old flooring, whatever it may be. Uh, prepare the area as best you can. Pick out what you're going to buy. Buy it. Bring it to the job site, your home. Uh, Bennett Flooring Installation measures that room, and then they go back to their place. They do some calculations. They tell you how much it's going to cost to put down the flooring that you want installed. This is the most cost-effective way to put flooring in professionally. 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. Now, the flooring that I want you to buy, well, it's definitely in your interest to buy it from this place because you will not find flooring cheaper anywhere, anywhere than Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet behind Little Caesars in Granville, Michigan, along Chicago Drive. And uh, again, this is another sponsor for right here in beautiful West Michigan. For the rest of you that live outside of the area, you cannot take advantage of these things unless you drive a long way. It might be worth it. I don't know. All I know is the guy who owns Dar- uh, Johnson's is Darwin. And this guy is like a mad scientist when it comes to making huge 53-foot trailer purchases of flooring. And he buys the hot stuff that everybody loves. And he buys it at a lower price. And then sells it to you. His profit is still awesome. Okay. Because he's buying it so cheap. So he's got this enormous place to store it all. Which is kind of bursting at the seams. Because he buys so much. And Zaniac Kent drop the E. Is running the discount outlet. Trying to make all this stuff. uh, Stacked up. Ready to go. It ain't. The room is not the prettiest flower. It's a warehouse for God's sake. You're going to walk into this little room. It's like the little vestibule. Hey, how's it going? That's where you pay your money. I'm going to go look at the stuff. Okay, smell you later. Sorry, I'm not supposed to say that. Sorry, Brian. You walk into the uh, discount outlet and you go, oh, man. Okay, so where do, where do I begin? I, I want vinyl plank. 
There's a pile of it over there. Everybody loves that stuff made by Shaw. There's another pile over there. That's the Mohawk pile. It's awesome. Whatever. They got everything. Any type of flooring under the sun is cheaper at the discount outlet. If by chance they don't have what you want, you go drive one quarter mile down the street to the main store. Kent will shuffle you out the door and you go to the main store and you pick out whatever you want. Okay. But go to the discount outlet first and mention my name. When you mention my name, whatever you're buying, you're getting 10% off. The Eric Zane Show podcast discount at Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. Okay. Head to Bosco's Pub for lunch. Wednesday through Saturday. 11.30 a.m. they open. Open all throughout the, uh, on into the night. So lunch or dinner. Uh, Monday and Tuesday. uh, They do not open at 11.30. They open up at like 4.30. They're increasing that. Hell, they might even be open all week now. I don't know. No, nobody tells me anything. Uh, Bosco'spub.com. It's in Hus- uh, Bosco's is in Hudsonville, Michigan, part of Terra Square. Okay. B-O-S-C-O apostrophe S. Bosco's Pub. Great burgers, great drinks. You will love it. We're having a get-together there. It's another Eric Zane podcast super spreader party on February 4th. Come hang out. It's at 4 p.m. I want to pack the house. I don't have an RSVP as to how I mean, I don't have a number as to how many people are going, but I'm going to need that. So Dean's kind of in charge of putting that whole damn thing together. Thank you, Dean. Corey is suggesting that when I go downstairs, there's going to be shit everywhere from the NFK. God, I hope not. I'll be right back. I got to go check on him. Nurse Eric is put. I'm putting on my nurse hat. Change of plans. I'm going to get back to the professor in a bit. Matt Stafford, big playoff victory over the cards. What's up, buddy? You hear him on the huge radio network, the one and only Bill Simonson. Bill, welcome back to the show. It is an honor and a pleasure to be on the greatest podcast this side of Joe Rogan, a podcast that may be uh, banned from Facebook every once in a while, but it lives on. It does. It does. We've uh, we've we've adjusted the playbook, and uh, you know, I I can't don't change your ways and be suppressed by the long arm of the man. Correct. Correct. You can't do that. I mean, that's a, that's a losing proposition. You know? Speaking of losing, I uh, I wanted to run by uh, you. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of my audience is saying that you uh, welched on the bet. <laughs> you, hold on, dude. I, this, is, this is why... You know, I have a love-hate relationship with you. I love you when I'm on your podcast. Yeah. I hate you when I'm not. Okay. Is that, is that uh, you came in about six weeks ago. You were um, doing something here at iHeart. Yeah. You walked into the 96, won the game studios, and I think I was just either getting done with the show or you jumped on towards the end. I think right. I put you on live. And right before we came on, you said, you know what? Um, why don't we just call 
uh, the bet even. And I said, we're cool with that. No, so, yeah, it was, well, I kind of did that. And it, well, I, 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 I think what I said was actually, I think I would have lost because I said that I took, I think I modified it and said, I'll take that. They, they, they won't win a game and they definitely won a game. Oh, they won three yeah, games. You're right. They won three. You're right. You modified I it. I think actually I lost the bet. Oh, you're right. God, <laughs> this is why. This is why I, you know, I was trying to remember just, you know, as you as you called me, and, and I'm like thinking, yeah, you mod. He said, why don't we do this? I don't think they're going to win a game, and if they win a game, we're even, or something. Right. And if they win, or or whatever it was. So, I what I don't like from your audience, and there's more snipers in your audience than Navy SEAL Team Six in Afghanistan back yeah. in the day is that I don't like that people are saying I'm welching when the Eric Zane True. orchestrated orchestrated a compromise yes. because I think at the time when they're 0-10, uh, it was Steam and Stafford's, you know, loving L.A., and all I picture him is with him and his wife and their kids in a, a convertible going, we love it, and you, you were the gentle, kind soul that you are. Yes, Bill. You said, you know what? I'm not going to bury Bill. No. I'm not going to put him in a Speedo in January. But then, but then, the bottom feeders <laughs> from your vast audience, <laughs> bottom feeders come alive in January like, hey, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, look at Stafford, man. He won a playoff game, and I'm going to the Woodward Avenue celebration of a playoff win, man. Right, right. It's like our Lions. You know, now they say, and I welch. You know, Come it's on. funny. Uh, yeah, you didn't. Um, and and uh, and Thank about you. that, about that, I, 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 um, actually, I, I was not rooting for the Rams. I was rooting for Arizona, and I thought Arizona was going to win that game, but they were horrible. Um, boy, they, they, they couldn't do anything right. What do you think about a team like the Rams that uh, makes all those moves and gets like Beckham and Von Miller? And and, uh, and and things like that. What do you think about a team that does that shores up like that, like the New York Yankees? Yeah, but everyone, uh, you know, the Golden State Warriors did it when they added Kevin Durant. Uh, LeBron, uh, you know, with Anthony Davis, and they tried it with Russell Westbrook, and it has really worked so far with the Lakers. Look at baseball where, you know, the, uh, I, mean, I mean, the Tigers went out and got Miguel Cabrera back in the day and paid him, you know, what, $300 million. Teams do that. Dodgers will go out and you know, Max Scherzer, and they, they buy a championship. And, you know, again, Stafford played well, didn't hurt his team, and he won a playoff game. And they have Von Miller, and they have Odell Beckham. I'll say if they didn't have Odell Beckham, I don't know if they win the NFC West, and Stafford might have been playing a playoff game on the road. And, you know, I'm happy for the dude, but I have to tell you something, man. And even Knubel agreed with me yesterday. Mike Knubel, assistant Griffin's coach and former yeah, you know, hockey wing, guy. Yeah. He, he said, you know, it's like he doesn't get it either. He said this on air, and he usually is a quiet cat, that, hey, man, I'm, I'm happy that Stafford is in L.A., but he's gone. And these Lions fans that are holding on to Stafford, <laughs> it's like a girlfriend that broke up. She became a porn star and you watch the movies and you think you're that guy. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't understand that either. Um, no, it's denial. 
It, right. It's, it's what, uh, who else uh, said that in studio yesterday? Oh, I was John Conlon. These Kenwood soccer coaches said there's two types of Lions fans, uh, the denialist and um, the apologist. Right. And I thought that is perfect because you're so beat down in 30 years. Okay. Cincinnati just won their first playoff game last year. And I, I think their streak was 31. So it's 30 years for the Lions and longest streak in the NFL. And most of you who are listening or hear this on the replay, you, you've never, you know, you've never experienced the Lions playoff win. Right, so right. now you're living vicariously through Matt Stafford again. It's your high school girlfriend who moved away, became an actress, and you're watching secret videos of her with Justin Timberlake. Yep, yep. Hey, who's more annoying? Uh, Patrick Mahomes' mother, girlfriend, brother, or Matt Stafford's wife? Well, first off, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes' brother, his dance moves are straight out of Breakdance 1985. Oh, God, it's terrible. Okay. It's terrible. Right. And, and Stafford's wife is, anytime, I've said this, like Barry Sanders had his dad always speak out. Anytime a family member has to speak out or speaks for an athlete, I think it really shows that they're a conduit to what that athlete is telling them, Okay that deep down that athlete, you know, Stafford won't come out and rip the fans, but they bothered him. Barry was mad at, you know, Bobby Ross or the Lions. Yeah. He's not going to do that. He's Barry. So his dad does it. You know, and and I'm telling you that the Mahomes, Mahomes family, it's just part of society today because of Twitter and Facebook and TMZ. His brother is just, you know, wearing, did he have a jacket on that said Mahomes? Did he really? Yeah, 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 I think it was misspelled too. And then people were, and then it was, it actually was misspelled. It's like, how did that even happen? You know, I, you know, I, I, I guess you get to that mega level that Mahomes, uh, you know, he's not quite to Tiger Woods level, but, you know, and, right. Yeah. And I see Tiger Woods' ex wife had a baby with a former, NFL player. Well, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. There were, I was hoping those two would get back together. There was some story about six months ago that those two might get back together. Well, you know, maybe his accident made him, you know, yeah. kind of re- rethink things. And then, you know, and him playing with his son, Charlie. Oh, that was that incredible. That his was... son has the greatest swing for a 12-year-old I've ever seen. Did you see the side-by-sides? They would, they oh. like... They, they, they're, they're manner the way he leans on the club with his leg kind of crossed like that. It was incredible. I think his son has to look at videos, probably, you know, it's your dad. I mean, yeah. do you think his dad's Tiger Woods? I mean, you get, you get to take a helicopter to school, a right. private jet, a grocery shop. Do you think the kid's going to bang a Perkins waitress? Um, probably Denny's. <laughs> when he's 18. Sure. Dean writes, bullshit, Bill. You welched on a bet. Your word is only as big as your heart, which is nothing, which sounds okay. horrible. What a, okay. what a, what first a terrible. Off, you know, first off, Dean, I hope the Kent County Correctional Facility is serving lunch here. In a <laughs> uh, I didn't welch on anything. It was explained by the leader. Yeah, the leader of this cult, uh, Eric Zane. That is true. Right, the Zane Society. Matter of fact, officially now, Eric, uh, based on recollection, that Eric actually, in the 
redo yes. of the bet. Yes. Eric evened it out, so we're all good. I'm I think so. I'm not expecting anything from Eric. Yes. And, and Dean, all I can say uh, with sincerity from my heart is kiss my effing ass. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. That's what we wanted. That's what we wanted. Okay. I think uh, the Buccaneers will beat the Rams. Yep, I agree. I, you know, Stafford, you know, if Stafford wants to get into the big boy category, he may have to go through Brady and Rodgers just to get to a Super right. Bowl. And he was traded. Yeah. There is pressure on Stafford. And the celebration for winning a playoff game reminds me of when the Lions went to the playoffs, didn't win, but they raised a banner at Ford Field that yeah. said, uh, made the playoffs. Oh, God. Seriously. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. At the end of the day, though, I still like the Lions. They finished uh, three and three. I, I like the way they were playing at the end. Goff had some receivers. He did. You know, I, I don't like Dan Campbell calling the plays, Eric. But no, that's going to change see the foundation. You know, actually, my season I predicted of nine and eight uh, uh, last uh, August, and 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 Dean that that was made, but it was uh, agreed to in the end, and. By the way, Dean, you're just full of crap. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, that the Lions have the foundation now that next year may be that nine and eight year that I thought could happen. Well, this yeah, year. I think so too because they could very easily have won six or seven games this year and a couple things happening. Amen. Amen. Eric, I mean, what are you doing? You are. I was talking with Superfly, my producer, Lurch, formerly you know with the the free beer outfit. Yeah, is that? Uh, and I was saying, Eric is really becoming. And it's not a front, and it's not a facade. Thank it, you. Eric is really becoming knowledgeable of sports. And I'm thinking, the- you know, I looked at Superfly. We were enjoying lunch, and I said, it's about effing time. Yeah, it's about for time. G League team, the gold. He does, he's the greatest hockey PA voice <laughs> uh, in the sport with the Grand Rapids Griffins. And he now, it's some of the stuff he's thrown out. I'm like, I'm going to steal that for the show later. Yeah, so. I'm glad. I'm glad you should. I appreciate that. It's a huge compliment. I, uh, well, you got so much time now between your animals sleeping with their nut sacks on the couch <laughs> behind you on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you got, you know, your, your kids are all married and in college. Yeah. And it's just you, the wife, and your Dr. Doolittle Sanctuary. Sure there thing, man. Hey, someone has a question about your show, and uh, and this person writes, hey, huge. Uh, uh, about uh, letting Brett Hayes or Lurch talk more. Uh, is that a is that a, ever a thing, or is that uh, is there a reason? Well, is there a reason well, why not? He can talk, you know, like at the end of the show or whatever. I mean, I if you look at radio, uh, how many producers talk on the air? Well, okay, yeah, well, you got you got producer Joe at Freebeard High Wings is gonna eat a pepper and sit on a nail, whatever he's going to do. Okay. Yeah. He's a good he, producer. Yeah. And he, and he grew into a, you know, a character yeah. and uh, on the show mm-hmm. and I get that, but I, I do let Brett uh, come on. I, I think part of it is Brett's comfort factor mm-hmm. when it's not about sports. I'll bring Brett in. If we're talking about a giveaway or something at the end, I'll, yeah. I'll do that. That's probably Brett disguising himself. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hey, uh, you're uh, still working with the... They can bring all the questions they want. Yeah. Like, uh, what am I on trial? The Eric Zane Court of Public Opinion? I, I think they just like you. 
Uh, I think that they just, just like me. Yeah, I no, no. I think that they that they do like you. And he was just wondering. He it was just like a uh, ask. Uh, just well, I'm a little defensive after Dean. Well, that's okay. Yeah, he it, it, it was a character. vicious. It was a vicious attack, and uh, and uh, he should be ashamed of himself over that one. There's no question. Yeah, I'm not going to wish him to get COVID. I won't go that far. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this: Do you still work with uh, the folks at Showspan? That yes. is, those are the people yes. that put on the uh, RV show going on this weekend. Are you yeah. are you are you appearing I'm not live? Broadcasting from it, uh, broadcasting the next two shows. I'm broadcasting from our the golf show, which is uh, mid February at the Voss Place, and then the uh, ultimate outdoor fishing yeah. hunting show, which is in March. Yeah. Uh, I, I do spots for them. I did spots for the RV show and uh, the Detroit fishing show which was a couple weeks ago and nice. then there's uh well there's the boat show i think after the golf show so nice. yeah i mean doing some live broadcast i mean um you know everybody coming back from the pandemic um you know it was interesting with maple hill golf they did their annual golf liquidation sale last weekend at delta plex yeah yep. over five thousand people show up but it was the first golf show they had done anywhere in two years because of the pandemic holy crap yeah, and so it was cool, man. It was just good to see people. It's, it's some normalcy. And, you know, Dr. Fauci was out there getting a new putter. That was cool. <laughs> can, uh, can you get me, can you snag me a couple for the RV show? Yes, I, I can. Okay, I thank can get you. I a couple passes for the RV show. Because are, are you upgrading now? No, no, I just like going. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you bet, man. I you know, love just, that. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll email Mike over at uh, the RV show and uh, all right, I'll get with you. We'll call. Yeah, I don't want to say that now because now how many people are going to try and go and say your name? And well, yeah, I'll tell you what. I will. I will. Uh, I will. I will talk to you off the podcast. Yeah, you send me an email or text me. Just text me if you'd be the easiest way. All right. Let me know what name to put them under. A secret name now that we're totally talking yep. on this podcast. And- and thousands I, of people are hearing it and they could take advantage of it. Dozens. More like, like he's trashing me. more like dozens, more like dozens. No, no, it's thousands, <laughs> man. Your podcast. I, I, I said to Matt Hanlon, my old boss, we had breakfast uh, last week and I said, but I think what's missing in podcasting is what Eric Zane is doing. And all podcasting has become national. It's like what syndicated radio used to be and the localization of podcasts to fit an area of what people talk about, experience, uh, feel together um, is what's missing from the podcast world. And Eric Zane does that with his podcast, which is wonderful. And his audience, yeah, he'll get audience from Tennessee or Maine or Jersey or people that used to listen on the uh, free beer uh, network, which isn't allowed to go to any big city just outside of it. But uh, <laughs> uh, they do listen but it's centric uh to grand rapids west michigan we still cover statewide national topics but statewide web address for podcast bill i appreciate you dean says that your show is overrated just like your bets that's gotta be that's gotta sting Mm, you know first off uh, one 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 final note here before i go is that uh tom rosenbach from bean garter who handles all the beat huge in my college football picks against the spread told me that against the spread in college football this year through the national championship game, 
I was 72 and 42, 30 games over 500, picking college football games against the spread. There you Not go. Just wins and losses. And in the pros, I was 20 games or still in progress, 20 games over 500. So, well, yeah. again, I politely will say, kiss my F and ass. Bill, I appreciate you. You're uh, you're you're a sweet soul, and I, I always love you. I love your family, your animals. I love your entire audience, except Dean. <laughs> okay, thank you, Bill. There he hangs up. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, let's get back to this um, crazy, crazy ass. Uh, Professor. All right. Aram writes, let's just say Dean and Huge are cut from the same cloth. Well, maybe. Okay. So I picked this up after he, uh, he drops all that uh, crazy shit to the, uh, to the students. And uh, I'm going to bump ahead a little bit here to the next point of interest. Any righteous actions they they may have performed. It doesn't fucking matter whether you go to church or give charity. Hold on a second. Might be God in his infinite mercy has chosen at random, I might add, a few individuals for salvation. These people are saved by grace alone not by any righteous actions they, they may have performed. It doesn't fucking matter whether you go to church or give charity. Your actions don't count. Nobody earns salvation because nobody is that good. And that is why, in my, and that's the way it is in my class. I figure if it was good enough for Calvin, it's good enough for me. None of you cocksuckers are good enough to earn an A in my class. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. He calls his students cocksuckers. Holy shit. So I randomly assign grades before the first day of class. I, I don't want to know shit about you. I don't even want to know your name. I just look at the number and I assign a grade. That is how predestination works. And don't come fucking complaining to me. Take your complaints to God. He ordained this system, not me. <laughs> Attendance policy. There was an interesting letter in the New York Times written in response to an opinion piece that was entitled, Republicans cry freedom while people die. And the letter goes like this. I'm a professor at Clemson University where I... All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bump ahead. He's, again, uh, I'll link this up if you want to get to it. Well, no, I'll, I'll link it up in the show notes. And then I'll tell you what, I'll put it in here now. And then you can copy it and listen to it uh, whenever you want. Or watch it. Uh, Lisa says, isn't he suing the college? Yes, that's uh, you, 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 you might not have been in here. That's the update. He's suing the schools saying, okay, uh, bullshit. Uh, you can't keep me from the school, which I don't know how that is. I don't know what the rules are about a tenured professor, uh, but he's, he's pissed. He wants to be uh, teaching the class. So I don't know. I think this guy with only four months left in his career, why, why do you care that much? And then he's saying to the students, you know, I, I don't, I don't, uh, 
I don't even want you to come to the class. Okay, that's uh, that's part of this last part. Businesses. Others told stories about missing their grandparents on Christmas. Okay, let me back up. Let me give you a little bit of context. He um, He's talking about how he gave his class an assignment of what the last two years have done, what, what their thoughts are, okay? And he's bringing it, he's wrapping it up here. And he's finishing with um, uh, their thoughts about the COVID thing in the last two years and how it's affected them. And then he's going to get to how it's can affect him if they come to his class. In our first assignment, you're going to tell me how the last two years have been for you. Last semester, I had a lot of students tell me how the pandemic has affected their families. Many students' families have suffered serious financial problems because of the, uh, so they run small businesses. Others told stories about missing their grandparents on Christmas because of COVID. They didn't want to expose grandma and grandpa to a disease that could kill them. Listen up, folks. I'm old enough to be your grandpa. And you people are vectors of disease to me. So when I look out at a classroom filled with 50 students, I see 50 selfish kids who don't give a shit whether grandpa lives or dies. <laughs> and if you won't expose your grandpa to a possible infection with COVID, then stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> you don't give a shit about whether grandpa lives or dies. By all means, come to class. <laughs> now, before any of you go running to complain, and it happens every semester, Dr. Mailer said, we shouldn't come to class. Dr. Mailer said we shouldn't come to class. Let me clarify my attendance policy to you. First, let me explain that professors have complete discretion with regard to attendance policy. Many professors, for example, allow three unexcused absences, while other professors do not take attendance uh, 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 and require attendance at all. My classes are all designed to be taught remotely, and everything you need to earn an A is available to you on our Canvas page. There is no benefit whatsoever from coming to class. I will not take questions in class because I'm wearing this fucking helmet in order to stay alive. So please, come to class. Enjoy the show. I'll be there regularly because I have no choice. You, on the other hand, have a choice. Thank you very much. Oh, fucking awesome. This is my kind of professor, man. I would love to be taught by that guy. He's smart as shit. I would not be able to stop paying attention. My God. The Duchess of Michigan, which I forget who that is. Is that Megan? Tenured profs are very hard to fire. Zildjian, who sounds like a crybaby snowflake. Uh, NGL, don't know what that stands for. Kind of hope he just dies soon. And then he says, you would want, you want Maddie to have college professors like that piece of shit? Well, let, let's back up. Let me say, I would want, I would want that. I would love that. And honestly, I don't give a shit if he was my daughter's teacher or a professor. I mean, what the fuck? He's still educating her. And she's also learning, uh, you know, about uh, right and wrong, how to act. And know that uh, the world is not a perfect fucking place. You know? 
Jesus, full of fucking sunshine, unicorns, and rainbows. Not NGL is not going to lie. <laughs> Dean refers to him as a far-left liberal asshole. Stevie at work is Duchess of Michigan. I This guy's like one of my favorite people on the planet. I would love to get him on the show, and I'm going to try. I need to get him on the show. I have to put some effort into that one. So cool. Thank you, Nick. You're kind. I love Professor uh, Mailer. Mailer, Meller. I think it's Mailer. Yeah. And if you, like I said, if you look at his uh, ratemyprofessor.com or whatever it is, that's when the, the fucking kids go and say, yeah, he's good or bad. A lot of people love this guy. So there you go. That is Professor Mailer. He is threatening to sue now. That's all I got. Okay. My pal Troy Ginzer at Tag Accounting is exceptional. It is tax season, my friends. It is time to get after it. You're getting all your documents in order. They're coming in the mail. Uh, do it a little differently. First of all, you spending all that time getting it done or spending a lot of money on TurboTax or whatever it is, you know, I mean, seriously, um, there is a better way. There is a much better way. And that is pawning it all off to the tax hobbit, Troy Ginzer, a sponsor who is uh, effective no matter where you are. He can do your return. And I am so incredibly encouraging you to do this. Bang on the door of the little tax hobbit, Troy Ginzer. Tag CPA. Dot net. Okay. Reach out to Troy. You can call 616-301-9516. You will talk to Barbara or PJ. They help run the office. PJ's the intern. Barb is Troy's uh, assistant. They're awesome. And this is the time of year when he goes nonstop. Put this man to work. You're going to upload all your documents via his online portal. So if you're in BFE, it doesn't matter. And then you're going to get a notification from him. He's going to say, I'm doing your taxes on March 1st at 3 p.m. Keep your phone by you. He might have a question for you, but otherwise he's doing your return. <clears throat> Next thing you know, you're going to get it, uh, your return sent to you electronically. And then your money is going to show up in your bank electronically. Done. Tag CPA. Net. Join the growing list of Zaniacs who are getting their taxes done by certified public accountant Troy Ginzer. TagCPA.net. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, as always, for when you bang on the door of my sponsors. That is one of uh, several different mechanisms that uh, you have made happen for your old pal Eric Zane so that I can now, for three-plus years, do this show. And, you know, I had a conversation with Diana today, uh, yesterday, actually, about because of this dynamic, it has allowed some really incredible things to happen. Had I, um, I mean, 
with the kidney donation, I mean, I, I didn't miss a day of work, really, other than a couple days after the donation. And then outside of uh, just having to take more pee breaks and stuff immediately after the donation, I didn't really miss a beat. And that's not the case with a lot of people. If you do other jobs, when you donate something like that, you have to take some time off away from work. I didn't really have to worry about that. So that's awesome. This job also has allowed me to be uh, the nurse for Diana when she had her shoulder repaired and also the nurse for the NFK right now. So there's so much upside things that have happened because you have supported this, this show by supporting, you know, populating the uh, podcast and supporting my sponsors. It's, it's all you. I am seriously incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so with that, Make sure you uh, go to horizonhydroponics.com and uh, buy their products for when you're growing your pot. Anywhere in the U.S., you can order from Horizon Hydroponics. Now, I don't know shit about shit, especially about growing cannabis. Actually, I'd take it back. I do know a little bit about growing cannabis because I tried it once in this very room before I started the podcast. So I have a little bit of knowledge about that, about what goes into it. But what I am 100% sure of is that if I was to start doing this, I would all I would need is this website because you buy everything you need there. And then before you buy it, you call the phone number to get clarification about what you're buying. They're very helpful, okay? So buy it online. Save 10% when you put in the coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout. Shipped anywhere in the U.S. for free if your order is over $250. If you're local... You don't have to worry about any of that. Buy it online, save the money with my discount, and then go pick it up. Four locations, Grand Rapids, Byron Center, Lansing, Michigan, Kalamazoo, Michigan. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, HorizonHydroponics.com. Last but not least today, and be thinking about the asshole of the day. Um, Dean's all wound up about Bill, so I'm just going to get ahead of that. He's going to nominate Bill. All right, we got you. Okay, you don't like Bill. Thanks. He loves you, but he wants you to kiss his ass. Uh, my policy shop insurance, Frank the Tank Fuss. Um, I'm going to park right now on life insurance, and the point of me talking about this is to guilt you in to reaching out to him to at least explore this. If you're alone, fuck it. Don't worry about it. If you're married, you should worry about it. If you have kids and married or not married and have kids, absolutely make this a priority. If in unlike in the unlikely event that you croak, okay? Wouldn't it be spectacular knowing that as you leave this earth and go see baby Jesus to meet us all once again, you are leaving your family secure. That's no joke, man. Uh, being that my dad was in the life insurance industry for years and years and years, he impressed this upon me at a young age. So as soon as I got married, I bought a policy. Never not had a life insurance policy. I've just bought more. You'd be amazed at how little the cost is to provide 
a fucking boatload of money in case you croak. Because if you die, your wife, all she's going to want to do is cry and be with her family. She shouldn't have to worry about uh, uh, going and uh, having to get a job, you know? And vice, vice versa. I mean, if you're a lady, same thing. You should have a policy too, you know, to take care of these people. This is so important. If you're a husband and wife team, you both need policies. All I'm doing is suggesting that you reach out to Frank Fuss at My Policy Shop Insurance. And just inquire. That's all. Because he's the guru. He's going to take care of this shit for you. 616-914-4070. Call or text Frank. 616-914-4070. And write, Zane sent me about life insurance. Or Zane is an asshole, but he told me to come see you about life insurance. I want to know more. Just pick his brain, okay? That's the point of me talking about this here, to get you to do that. You do that. He's going to help you. He knows my marketing works, and then he keeps helping me. So we all win. Do that. Thank you. Side note, thank you to Michael Thomas, who just signed up on Patreon for $5 a month. I appreciate you. Thank you. Let's go over who could be our asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. You may have uh, someone in mind right now. You can go ahead and put that down, but I'm going to go over what we've talked about today. Spent the day yesterday talking to COVID Carl again. Way too much time. Brevity is the key. Again, I cannot stand people who talk too much. I mean, I just, I'm crawling out of my skin for God's sake. Got a new uh, chair for the NFK. Picked up the NFK. Off we go. The convalescence starts. Um, Okay. Talked about that. Talked about 5G drama, Just Chirpin' Podcast, pissed off professor at Ferris State University, my dad for Dear Meathead, uh, Bill Simonson joined me, and then we went back to talking about the professor at Ferris State University. I don't really have anybody that jumps out to me as the asshole of the day. No, I take it back. I have one in mind, but let's, I'm wondering what you all think. One nomination for the professor, two nominations for the professor. Okay. I'm going to have to give that, uh, I'm going to have to say I agree. Definitely an asshole. An asshole that I love. There is no no shame in loving an asshole. Hell, you all love me, right? Arrogant, tenured professor. I like it written as holier than thou, professor. But no, I, I, I take it back. Arrogant, arrogant prof. He is an asshole. Man, he's great. 
Yeah. Boom. Just like that. Arrogant professor. We need more people like him educating our children. That's what we need. I say yes to any professor who treats people like that. I might be alone on that. I might be, I might actually be alone. Okay. Thank you, folks. Zane's going to go love an asshole in a few minutes, says Kent. I'm not going to go love an asshole. I'm going to take care of my brother-in-law who needs help. He does need to be bathed, and I'm going to help him do that. I am looking at this as uh, a, a, a foreshadow of the, uh, of the future. We, I am going to need to be doing this. And to someone at some point in my life, I'm going to scrub that asshole and I'm going to do a great job scrubbing the NFK's asshole. I'm going to clean the shit out of that thing. I'm actually hoping to see shit chunks on the loofah. That's happening today. And you're going to love the stories about it. Okay. That's it. I will talk to you on the Patreon. Until next time, thank you, folks. Bye-bye.